It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, welcome back to another Round the Boards podcast special this week as myself, Kane and Rob are joined by two special guests this evening as we do our championship and premiership predictions for the new season. So welcome back again, Rob and Kane. Oh. Hello, mate. And I feel back. like I'm, speak- I'm speaking to you two more than I speak to my own family at the moment. Yeah, um, I've heard your voices more than I've heard my missus' voice in the last week and a half. So, well, is that I a expect, good thing? Is that a bad thing? I'm not sure. So, I, I expect it gets you to sleep quite quickly. So, yeah, not yeah, thinking of me, just listening to my voice. But <laughs> uh, we're joined on the show this evening uh, by a couple of uh, guests, um, a couple of people that myself, Rob, and Kane know through uh, different various virtual speedway games that we all. Uh, Join. So we've got um, joining us with the championship review as an Edinburgh fan is uh, Ryan Mitchell. Uh, evening, Ryan. How are we doing? Uh, good evening. Um, yeah, not too bad. So uh, we're hoping at, at no point this evening we'll have to put subtitles or a translator in for Ryan, but uh, we can all understand what's going on. We've just taken that northern step a little bit further. Uh, also joining us on the show, we've got James Jessup, uh, who will be trying to put a case forward for Bellevue in the Premiership, I suppose. And for those of you that know, James will be riding for Kent um, in the Midland and Southern Development League this season, I believe. Uh, There's been announced that three teams are in that league this year, James. Yeah, three teams. We've got Birmingham, ourselves and Wolverhampton. And um, obviously, um, we've seen some some bits and pieces on social media over the last week or so. Uh, Obviously, Lots of sponsorship going on for yourself, James, and ourselves proudly sponsor you as well. So we wish you well for the for the forthcoming season as well. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate you and Rob's efforts to help fund me, and uh, very much appreciated. <laughs> Are you all right there, Kane? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to jump uh, straight into the championship. Um, predictions um james I'll, I'll come to you for some for some thoughts from yourself as well i won't leave you out completely of this um i think 
what I think I'd like to do is um, we'll work 11 teams in the championship this year. What I think we'll work from 11 to 7 to begin with, um, because it's the top six going to the playoffs this year. Um, so we'll list our bottom six and then we'll work on the top five. Happy? Yep. Okie dokie. Yeah, sounds good for me. I'm just writing down everyone's predictions so I can laugh at them in about two weeks. When they're all wrong. Yeah, I think we can all agree now before we get any further. Newcastle are winning, yeah. I think we've all oh, got yeah. that in a moment. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, my predictions yeah. are upside down, something, something along those lines. Um, I, I, definitely, like... I think they're definitely the strongest team. <laughs> I know what reasons you're using there, Rob. Um, yes. I think we'll, we'll, we'll come to you for Are you ready, Kane? Do you want to go first? I, I'm ready, yeah. Am I doing one by one or? Uh, yeah, go I wasn't right me listening, I'm not going to lie. Go from your 11 to 6 for us. Uh, 11 okay. to 7, sorry. Yes, sir. So 11th is Newcastle because they're just a bit too weak, I think. Um, they'll win some matches. I think a lot of people are putting down to just like not win anything. But, you know, they've got the they've got Wilson Dino. On his day, can be, can be anyone. Weathers, Clegg, Wright, even Stark to some extent, they all go well around Newcastle. And if Conflict does eventually come good, he's got, he's got plenty of time. I know Nathan and Rob don't don't agree with my th- a theory that he will be okay. Um, I think they'll be they'll surprise a few teams here and there. Uh, tenth, um, I don't don't want to upset Ryan too much. But it's Edinburgh, mainly for the same reason. I just think they've got the tails a little too weak, in my opinion. They've got a stronger top two or three with Masters and Pickering. They're going, they'll guarantee you points, especially at home. But it's it's just the fact they've got Jacob Hook, Frederick, and Lassie Fredrickson, both newcomers. Uh, I just think it, it's risky enough to have one, but two is a big worry. You've got a lot of pressure there on Sargent and Thompson to have good seasons and Fagel Castagno as well. But if, I think one guarantee is that you'll always have a strong reserve. So that might come back to haunt me a little bit. Ninth is a maybe, might surprise a few, but I'm sure Nathan and Rob won't mind because it's a bit of Oxford bashing. I don't think I've got Oxford in ninth. Um, Same again, the Bottom end is a could be worrying, but saying that as well, they've got quite a strong reserves on, on averages. It's two four pointers, but it's two riders that don't have a wealth of experience like other teams do. Here you got Jack Thomas. I think he'll have a good season at number two, and then the reserves are Josh McDonald and Dylan Rummel. I like the look of both of them. I think they do have some potential in this league, but it, it then it's heaps and Newman as well in the middle order. That I don't particularly think they're heat leaders, but hey ho. You've got, again, strong top two with Batcher and Nichols, and they'll guarantee your points, but the bottom five, I just can't see anything massive coming from them. And it's a similar situation at Birmingham as well, where I've got in eighth. Again, it's Vissen and Ellis, who are, I think, weak, probably the weakest top two I've said so far. Actually, maybe not. I've just run off putting 11th. But anyway, uh, this one started quite well. So has Ashley Morris, to be fair. 
we haven't seen Adam Ellis. Oh, he's not really done much. Stefan Nielsen being at reserve is a, something that could help them. And James Pearson as well. I think he'll have a good season when he settles down a little bit. But it, again, it's it's the middle order for me. You know, Josh Hart and James Shanes. It's it's a worry because they've not had a great start to the season. Obviously, if Morris comes good, then it's it can be a good top three with Ellis missing him. But against the top teams, it's you know you you need everyone pulling the weight, and I just can't see that happening. I've got Plymouth in seventh as well to finish it. It's mainly down to the fact that they've only got six riders at the minute, so it depends who the seventh one is. I think it'll be close between the top seven. You could really put them anywhere. So if they pull like a proper rabbit out the hat, then that could be a catastrophic prediction for me, which wouldn't be the first time. Uh, yeah, they'll be really good at home, but again, they, they could struggle away. It, it does come down to who the seventh rider is going to be. That, that is my 7 to 11. Or am I doing my sixth as well? I can't remember. No, no, we'll leave the six because uh, the sixth place team will go into the playoffs at the end of the season. So we'll oh, do wonderful. them up. Um, let's let's go to our guest now, Ryan. Let's hear your predictions from eleven to seven. Yeah, no problem. So I've kind of got the same sort of thought process for eleven. I think Newcastle, uh, whilst they do have points to play with, so it might come back to later on in the season. They might get someone in that sort of changes everything. Um, but I, I think. Bradley Wilson Dean is a good rider, um, but I don't think with, with with sort of him and Stark as a as a one and five, I I don't I just can't see that sort of winning the many many sort of meetings, especially with the um especially if the, the, the bottom end doesn't go very well, um, as we've sort of already seen in the in the, the meeting that they've had so far. Um Birmingham very much the same um again. Um I think if you put Ellis into the team that they had um, in their meeting at the weekend, it, it does get them some more points, but I don't think it necessarily does enough to maybe win them that meeting. Um, so, again, it very much depends on sort of the bottom end as to whether a couple of the riders that they have that are maybe a little bit more hit and miss. Um, so Morris can sometimes have a, a meeting where he puts in double figures, sometimes it can go engine failure, fall, engine failure and, and that's sort of how sort of how it goes for him sometimes um, he is a very good rider um, it, it just needs to be that little bit more consistency at the bottom end um, which I think there's too many riders in that team that will sort of do ha- have that issue for them um, I've put Plymouth a little bit further down um, again sort of pending the replacement for Kennet um, because I think the the team that they have, obviously with MPT uh, Barker etc., um, it is a fairly solid top end, um, but I wouldn't say it's it's one of the more stronger ones. So it might rely on that that bottom end a little bit more. Um, and again, the the riders that they have are, are are sometimes riders that will maybe have the poorer meetings and. I think they'll they'll definitely have home advantage, um. So they'll maybe win the majority of their home meetings, if not all of them. Um, but I think sometimes away from home, um, they they may sort of have the, um, they may sort of struggle a little bit more. Um, 
In eighth, I've put down Berwick um, because I think Berwick are, are one of those strange teams that they do have they, they are going to have a really strong reserve at any point. So just looking down the sort of the green sheets at the moment, you could argue a case that they'll have any one of Flint, Piper, Proctor, or Etheridge at reserve at all points of the year. Um, so if any one of those goes down, you know that they'll sort of do a job. Um, but I, I can't see Harris and, and Wells as a top two sort of pulling them any further up the table. Um, I think it's a solid team, um, but a solid team sometimes only gets you so far. Um, and again, I think away from home, um, they'll maybe struggle a little bit more, um, just depending on how sort of Proctor and Etheridge go. Um, and then seventh, I've put down Scunthorpe. Um, so obviously... From the, the meetings that they've had so far, um, I know Douglas has sort of started the season really well, um, but I've sort of I've sort of put a question mark as to whether um, sort of Alan and Arneo can always provide him with some form of backup. So um, I, I know especially Arneo can sometimes again can sometimes be one of those riders that will score double figures one week and then put in a really poor performance. Um, so I think the the bottom of that team just has enough to sort of see them almost reach the playoffs, um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on whether th- that's quite enough just just to sort of see them over over the line. Lovely, thanks for that, Ryan. Um, I can see that you've got probably a bias towards Edinburgh here that I have towards Kings Lynn, but um, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on on the Edinburgh makeup when we get to that point in a little while. Um, just come to you now, Rob, for your 11 yep. to 7. Yeah, so in the least shocking turn of events, I've got Newcastle finishing. <gasps> um, yeah, as as everyone else has touched on, they just they they don't look that it's it is the weakest team. I would I would say not only does it look the weakest team on paper, but it it it, it just screams the weakest team to me. Um. They might win a few home meetings, but I think they will severely struggle away from home unless they, unless they make some mid-season changes. But I, I don't we, we necessarily. Should go on a, we should all go on a jolly out to Newcastle and watch them one week. I think. Yeah, I I, think, I'm sure they'd, be, I'm sure they'd be buzzing to see us all. But I think they'd be really excited that we'd come down to see them. To be honest, I don't think you two would travel yeah, that far. No, sorry, carry on. That's all right, mate. No, it's no problem. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I, I just can't think can't see them troubling anywhere other than the wooden spoon, unfortunately. Um, in tenth place, for similar sort of reasons, I've got Birmingham. Um, I think signing Adam Ellis has helped them. Without Adam Ellis, if they'd signed someone not of that caliber, they could have been really fighting Newcastle for bottom spot. I think they comfortably finish above Newcastle, but I don't think they trouble anyone else. Um, a lot depends on on Nielsen and Pearson at reserve. If they both have good seasons, they could push up maybe, but I don't think they'll be anywhere near the playoffs. Um, in ninth place, uh, sorry, Ryan, but I've got Edinburgh. Um, I think they've got a really, really good top two in Sam Masters and Josh Pickering. Uh, Masters is probably borderline the best rider in the league, um, but you look at everyone else, and I, I think with, with Fredrickson, Sargent and, and Jacob Hook, it puts a lot of pressure on Thompson and Castagna to be to be good. Um, I think you'll win plenty of meetings at home. You've got a good home track advantage um, at Edinburgh, but I think away from home, 
as with a lot of teams down at the bottom, I think they're gonna, they may struggle. So, um, yeah, we're going to stick with them at ninth. Um, in eighth place, I've got happily not making the playoffs, in my opinion, is Oxford. Um, again, it's really, really solid top two, Batch and, and Nichols. Um, it's it's going to be hard watching Bachelor in in Oxford colours, unfortunately. Um, but it's it, it's a really strong top two, I think. Um, but again, there's a there's a lot of question marks over some of the riders in the lower order. Dylan Rummel and Josh McDonald are they going to be able to do a, a solid job down at reserve, or is even one of them going to pick pick up plenty of points at reserve? And then Kyle Newman and, and Cameron Heaps is question marks over those two. But I think I think they've got more than enough to finish above the likes of, of Newcastle and Birmingham. Um, and then in seventh, I've got Scunthorpe. Uh, I think Scunthorpe have got a, a reasonable looking side, um, but I, I think they might be a home a bit, a bit, just, I think it might be a bit of a, a bit of a lakeside. I think they'll be very, very good at home. I'm just not sure if they're going to pick up any points away from home. Could be the issue. There's a lot of riders there that ride Scunthorpe really well. But yeah, as you, I think as Ryan touched on with Terawanio, you have no idea what you're going to get with a guy. Um, you might, you could bang in a maximum one week at home and then go away from home and pick up two. So it's, I think they're just too unpredictable away from home to, to quite scrape a playoff place, but their home form will definitely ha- have them in as a solid mid-table side. But I'd imagine um, if, uh, I'd imagine with, with a few of the teams, if they can make the right signing at the right time, it might, it might sort of, it might throw up a bit of uh, uncertainty with that bottom end. But yeah, I think that, that that's what's my eleven to seven is going to be this season. Good stuff, Rob. Cheers to that. Um, I'll come over to you, James, just to talk to you um, just about your thoughts in the championship this year. Um, who you think the standout guys are going to be, standout teams as well. Um, before I move into my bottom five, as it is. So uh, who? Who are your ones to watch? Well, personally, I think a team to look out for, the team to look out for, I think, is going to be Leicester, purely on the basis that I think, for whatever reason, Nick Morris seems to really thrive at Leicester. I think it's probably uh, Stuart Dixon doesn't accept him mucking about or having a slacking attitude. The Thompsons, I'll be honest, stop my hand up, I thought they'd really struggle to adapt to a championship just off how their first National League went, but I mean, they've already got a maximum already this season. So, um, and I think, and you look at how they demolished Birmingham, and I know it wasn't Birmingham's strongest side, but they still hit, I believe it was over 60 points, which takes a lot. And that was with Anders Rowe having an off night, which they're not going to happen often, I would imagine. So I think really you've got to look out for Leicester. I think Glasgow, um, sorry, Ryan, but I think, I don't think their team now looks impressive, but we know that they will there will be a point where they make mm-hmm. an inevitable change. Um, and then pull for a similar reason, but if there's any slacking, they're just going to make changes. Like The team's not bad now, never mind when the changes and transfers kick in. Lovely. Uh, thanks for that, James. And I'll, um, I'll move on to my 11 to 7 now. Um, so, my 11... Um, it's a clean sweep, is Newcastle. So that's us banned from the stadium for the rest of the season. Um, Probably forever, I would guess. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not just basing this on one meeting that they had um, earlier in the season or last week at, or when they got a hiding, but 
George Congreve obviously new to the league. Lee Compton's come back after a massive gap. And then you've got, as I said on a previous pod, you've got guys there that are dependable. Um, you know what you're going to get with them. I just don't, there's no, there's no power for me. Um, you look at every other team around, you've got decent number ones, you've got a good top two, some have got a really good top three. I, I just see there's not going to be enough consistency in a meeting for them to win enough meetings. You look at their team average, low 39s, when other people are, are looking around the 41 mark, 41 and a half, some are even nearly bang on 42. So for me, it's going to be a, a long, hard season for Newcastle and th- unless they can make um, changes which are going to make them a better side. Max Clegg's someone um, I've got a lot of time for, and I think he'll do well in that team. I, I just struggle to see where the rest of the points are going to come from. Um, my number 10 is Birmingham. Um, even with the addition of Adam Ellis, I, I, I worry about them as well. Um, again, they've took a bit of a spanking this week. Um, I expected Adam Ellis to come in at number one. I didn't realise he was actually close listing, had a higher average. Um, again, a, a reasonably good top two with Vissin and Ellis, but then I worry about Orty and Shane's in the middle there um, and what they can provide. Ashley Morris has started the season well, um, so could improve his average to be amongst it. And then you've got an unknown quantity in James Pearson at reserve who, who comes with a lot of expectation. We, for me personally, I hope that it doesn't weigh on his shoulders and I hope people don't put too much pressure on him to perform. But for me, again, it's, it's it's one of those that they need all seven of them to be firing at the same time. And I don't think that they will at times. Um, my number nine, again, apologies, Ryan, it's, it's Edinburgh. Um, what Edinburgh have got is a fantastic top two in Sam Masters and Josh Pickering. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised to see them two in the top five of the averages come the end of the season. Um, my concern is, and, and I've voiced this before, is what's below them. Um, Paco Castagna. Kai Thompson obviously had his first season last year. You've, you've then got Jacob Hook and Lassa Fredrickson who are coming into the side. And, and James Sargent. And you're never quite sure with James whether he's going to spend more time buried in a tapes or riding the track um it there just doesn't after the top two for me there just doesn't seem enough strength below to be able to compete into a playoff position again they could be another side that may be looking at changes after a while but then it all depends on what is around to make these changes number eight and uh everyone's favorite particularly robs is oxford um my, mine and robs reasons for disliking Oxford, shall we say, are, are slightly different. Um, mine would be who their number one is, but at the end of the day, they've got Troy Baxter and Scott Nichols as their one and five. Again, like Edinburgh, a real top two. But then again, and for me, the two sides are very similar. Where Where is the backup going to come from Oxford? Newman and Heaps have struggled at times. Um, Jack Thomas in the main body of the team. He's getting valuable experience at Kings Lynn, riding at reserve in the Prem. Um, you'd like to think he could kick on in the championship, but we, we've seen riders have struggled in a top league, lose a bit of confidence, and that could affect him in the championship. I hope that doesn't happen with Jack, but again, you struggle to see where the backup for them top two is going to come from. And my number seven is Scunthorpe. Um, again, they never strike, Scunthorpe never strike me as a team that's going to blow a league away. Um, they do have 
a solid enough team. I think Ryan Douglas, the way he started the season, again, could be one of those guys that's going to be an out-and-out out or be near the top of the averages come the end of the season. And, and you've got a lot of home track specialists there, and I think Scunthorpe prides himself on their home track. And they'll win a lot of meetings at home with Lambert and Palin and Zane Kennedy at reserve. But again, it's it's where they're going to pick points up on the road. And and after Douglas and Allen, um, you worry a little bit of the away form, Arneo, Lambert, Kennedy. Um, I'm not I'm not too too bothered about Jordan Palin. I think he'll have a good season home and away in the championship, um, and he'll be one to watch. So that is my eleven to seven, which remarkably Rob is exactly the same as yours. Mental. That's great minds think alike, mate, isn't it? Well, I mean, we're usually on um, usually on an even keel, so um, I'm sure come the end of the season, Kane's Plymouth bet in seventh will be will be miles off. Here we go. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we shall move on to our six to ones now. So Kane, do you want to go first? Uh, I suppose might as well. Uh, starting off with, with Scunthorpe, it, it's a similar thing to what Nath said there. I think they'll be very good at home. I think they could challenge teams underneath them in marketing. But it is just the case of the teams above them, I don't think they can come close to them away. And I think it could be a close contest with some of them at home as well. But on the day, you could effectively say they have six heat leaders in the team at home. Douglas will be one of the best in the league, in my opinion. Jay Kelly is always dependable at Scunthorpe. Arnold is quite exciting to watch. He never he never knows when he's beaten, which is something good. But again, he's not always as consistent as you would like to be, I think. And then it's Lambert and Palin and Kennedy at the bottom end. It's their riders to me that might struggle on the away tracks, but could really beat anyone at home, like I said. Uh, I think Palin is going to have another good season. I think he might surprise a few, but I don't think it'll be enough to see them push on any further than sixth. But, you know, once you get into the playoffs, anyone can beat anyone. I'm sure that, that that's what they'll be telling themselves. And similar thing for the team above in Berwick. Uh, another good season for a young rider there, uh, Leon Flint. I think he'll kick on. He might not have a... As a uh, and it has an astounding season as last year, but I think he'll he'll hold his own. And if he does that, like you know, he's he done his job at the end of the day. Uh, always, always, ah, oh, jeez, can I speak? Always will have a strong reserve. Yeah, Etheridge, Proctor, Piper, the all exit leaders in this league. You know, if they do find themselves down there, there's absolutely no pressure on them to score. Bickley as well. You know, I think he, I think he'll do well. Riding for the bullets as well, so it's extra track time. And then you got Harrison Wells, who are two former number ones. So, again, they, they might come higher than fifth, or they might absolutely make it look stupid like some of the teams and end up in like 11th. But no, I, I, I'm i quite confident that they'll do well this season, and I hope they do, because I do like Berwick. Uh, fourth, might surprise a few, maybe. I've got Poole in fourth. It's a very good top three with Wall, King and Lawson. But then it's the Cooks, Kemp and Ablett that give me a, a bit of a worry when you look at the other sides. I think they're capable of having a good season, but whether they do or not, it's not a guarantee. 
Kemp is the one that people will be looking to because he's he's been hyped up a lot the last few years, and it's, I think it's just a waiting game till he does kick on. He might do this year, but if he doesn't, then they could be in trouble. But like it was said before, if it isn't going their way, they're not they're not afraid to make changes to a club that comes to win. So you can never really write them off. As to the team above them in Glasgow, I think they'll be up there. They always are. Uh, Craig Cook, he's an outlaw number one in this league. He didn't have a good season last year, but I expect him to turn it around now. Then Ostergaard, who was flying last year, I'm glad to see he's got the opportunity to come back. But after the injuries he's had, especially last season's, is a few question marks of if he'll be the rider he was at the end of the year. And then Brennan, I think he's a rider to look out for this year. You know, he's started quite well in the pre-season. And I think his average is only going to go one way. Uh, same for Nickel. Fuck Nickel, he's another young rider. Got bags of potential. Could easily add a point or two to his average, but whether he does or not, it's... I, don't, I wouldn't say there's any pressure on him to do that. As long as he keeps his average, it's good enough. Then Ben Basso, who's on an assessed five, whether he starts at number two or number four or three, who knows? Because whoever they put there at two is going to be strong against some other teams. Uh, Basso was quite exciting to watch last year. I saw him when Poole went to Glasgow for the final. And, no, he, I think he fell off in one of his seats, but you know, he, he, he just knew he was good to watch. And I think, same again, it's... He's going to make a mockery of that average if he turns it around. He's not had the best start in the Ben Fund at Plymouth, but that's only one meeting. You know, the, the season they won in one night. And then Hume and Connor Bailey at the bottom end is, again, bags of potential in both of them riders. So it, it comes down to how much potential the riders can achieve from the bottom five. If they sort of just hold their own, then it won't be a quite impressive season, but Glasgow will make changes. And I don't expect that to happen. I think they will have a good year. Glasgow seem to get the best out of people. Second place, it's Redke. Started really well in the tie and tease trophy against Newcastle, but I think that was expected. I think Charles Wright will have a good year. He, he had a decent one last season, but I don't think he was as consistent as he would like to be in the Premiership and the Championship. Uh, he's got good backup this year with Eric Chris and Lewis Kerr. I think any of them could end the season number one. Casper Anderson, he's a, he was astounding when he went to Redka last year with Berwick in the one meeting. And if he can get that form again, you know, they're going to make the uh, the home track a real fortress, which is key to making the playoffs. And then Adam Warren, Jenkins and Jason Edwards at the bottom end. It's a very young bottom two with Jordan and Jason. So, you know, you they don't really have much pressure on them, I would say. And then running in number two is the key to see how far it goes. If he can get back to his form a few years ago at Workington, when he was 2015, around that time, it's a team that could possibly be unbeatable. But it's been a long time since then, so I wouldn't say it's guaranteed he'll do that. And then it's Leicester. It's uh, they've shown last time last week. They can beat anyone at Birmingham, I think. Anyone who even gets a point at Leicester this season, it could be as close as they'll come to a win. Because all them riders are 
a class act around Leicester, and I think it'll be a similar case of where Nick Morris, Worrell, Howarth, they all know the tracks. Got Thompson Row and well, Thompson Twins in Anders Row. Uh, a loads of potential. And then Connor Mountain, he's a defender with number before. He didn't have the best start to the year in 2021, but he turned it around. And it, it, whether he can do that again or not, who knows? But no, I think, again, it's it's just the team that you. Like, I don't see a weakness in it. Whether the home or away, it's going to be a tough one to beat. And that is my championship predictions. Well, thanks for that, Kane. There's some interesting picks in there, and um, I'd call a solid selection there. Um, over to you then, Ryan, for your six to one. Uh, yeah, so for my six to one, um, obviously, as you've sort of already said, um, my sort of six, seven, and eight um, were Scunthorpe and Berwick were are unlucky, probably just to miss out um, on the top six just due to the Edinburgh bias. Um, but at six, I put down Edinburgh um, because I think I, I do think I do certainly agree with the the fact that it is a long tail. Um, and I, obviously it all does depend on how sort of certain riders do so Castagna, um, Hook etc but we all, I think the one thing about Edinburgh is we always do seem to find a way um, so we'll always we'll always seem to pick up a, a result somewhere that's maybe not expect, as expected so if we do, if we maybe do that maybe not often, um, but if we do that maybe two or three times in the season, especially uh, if you look at sort of um, maybe go to Gla- uh, sort of Newcastle, um, Birmingham, Plymouth, etc., maybe getting points um, further down there. Um, maybe everyone will do it, but but certainly it's it, it's something that we can ne- we can then look to build on. Um, and as I said, we, we could probably finish anywhere from sort of sixth to eighth um, or ninth. I, I do agree with that. Um, in fifth, I put down Oxford. Um, now, I have noted down something that was mentioned in a previous podcast. I think it was by Rob. Um, it may well take them a little bit of time to get to, sort of used to the track, um, just with it being some, some, something brand new to all riders um, that will be there. But um, I, think that can, I think that can be a hindrance and a help to them as well, because obviously no riders will go there with a, a knowledge of that track to say, well, this is what we need to do. Um, so it, it might help them earlier on in the season. Um, and they, Obviously, they might get some wins um, and some heavy wins there against maybe some of their, their rivals um, so around sort of the, the third, excuse me, around to sort of the third to seventh positions. Um, I have also put down, it, there is a big sort of question mark on Bachelor. Um, I think if he, if the Bachelor that, that, that we, that we, sort of comes out wins heats with sort of confidence turns up this season then him and Nichols themselves probably could do an awful lot um, to sort of drag them through meetings um, but if, if he gets halfway through the season and maybe doesn't sort of things maybe aren't, aren't quite going his way and he, he sort of then just backs off um, I think Nichols maybe will struggle a little bit on his own um, and then in fourth, I've put down Redcar. Um, so I think Red, Redcar, in terms of a top five, they do they do look like a very solid team. Um, I think the I think sort of right Riss and Care have more than enough to sort of maybe win a few away meetings just if, if they can all hit top form at the same time. 
Um, again, I agree that Anderson is a very good rider. Um, if he if he can put as much sort of effort into uh, um, into into the away meetings as well, um, they might uh, they, they they can pick up a few points on the road, and it sort of does take the pressure off of Ryan and Jenkins and Edwards. Um, I haven't made a note here that sort of Jenkins and Edwards. It kind of needs for them one them both to sort of fire at the same time, um, because if they are if they sort of if they both sort of struggle at the same time, it it maybe leaves them a little bit vulnerable down the the bottom end, um, which is why I've sort of placed them quite high, but but still relatively low in the table, um, and then obviously third as much as it does pain to say it, um, I think Glasgow have. On paper, probably the strongest sort of bottom two in the league if uh, Hume and Bailey do start sort of firing at the same time. Um, I've also made the note that even if, for instance, Hume does go up into the main body, um, you're then going to have sort of Basso, Nickel, or even Brennan sort of coming down. So they're always going to have sort of that, that strong pairing um, at the, the very bottom of the team. And a lot does depend on what uh, on, on how Ostergaard comes back from his injuries because he was flying um, up until he did get injured. So it's good it's good to see him back and if he can sort of go back into the um, the form he was in, then the Glasgow could pro- probably finish higher than they actually uh, than I put them down as in third place. Um, and I think it sort of does take the pressure off of Cook to just go out and do what Cookie does best. Um, and I think it is a very well-rounded side. Um, I, I put Poole down as second um, because I think the, the top three that they have, um, I think they have enough between the three of them to sort of win meetings, maybe not on, overall, um, but if the three, if Warrell, King and Lawson get 35 points between them, it sort of then takes the pressure off of the the Cooks and Kemp and Ablett to then just go out and and do what they can. Um, and I think, especially at home, um, I don't think they'll be be beaten at all. Um, and they'll, they'll probably pick up wins quite fairly often, um, or at least at least get sort of points away from home. Um, and then I put down Leicester as my, my sort of top team. Um, and it just goes back to sort of what James touched upon earlier on. The 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 Thompson twins, I think they are the the two of them and on their own are very good riders. But I think in that team, um, there's no pressure on them to go out and score big points. They they'll just go out and score what they can. Um, Row Row is exactly the same. Um, the, there's no obviously Row came into the Edinburgh team at the very end of last year. Um, and sort of had the baptism of fire of, of trying to ride at number two. And I think I think that was kind of a, a step too far for him at the moment, but all he needs is sort of a good bit of time at reserve, get um, sort of get his form back. And I think between the three of them, um, and even adding Mountain into the mix, they'll always have sort of, Leicester will always have sort of strong, um, sort of a strong reserve pairing. Um, and then, it just leaves Morris Richie and uh, Richie Warrell and and Howard just to go out just to go out and score points, and I, I do agree. I don't think they'll be beaten at home um, at all, and again they, they'll get they'll get plenty of points away. Lovely, and thanks for that, Ryan, and, and thanks for sharing your predictions with us as a, as a fan of a club in the championship. It's always interesting to hear 
points of view from the fans. Um, we'll come over to you now, Rob, for your six to one. I'm keenly interested in what you've got, Dan. Okay. Um, so in sixth place, I've put Berwick. Um, I, I like the look of Berwick's team. I think it's quite. I think it's quite strong from 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 one to seven. Um, I think they'll have. As already been mentioned, they're going to have a strong reserve pretty much all season, no matter which 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 name is down there. So, and I think having Chris Harris at number one um, isn't just good for being for, for on track, but he's been around for so long now. Um, I think his his experience in the pits is, is worth a few extra points on its own. So, um, yeah, I think he's a really solid team, and I like the look of Berwick. So I think they'll just they'll they just scrape the playoffs. Um, in fifth, I'm. I'm going to put a bit of a leap of fa- a leap of faith here, and I'm going to put Plymouth in fifth. Um, I know they've only got six riders at the moment, but I just get this feeling with the names they've managed to sign in the last. You know, they've got um, Hans Anderson and Michael Palmtoft, and last season they obviously had Bjarni Pedersen and Jason Crump. With the, they seem to have the ability to pull off a, a signing, and I, I think that they will pull off a decent signing for their seventh rider. Um, and then into, you've got Alfie Botel and. and Dan Jilks, who are going to be two of the top riders in the in the national league, to have them both in the same team at championship level, I think they'll really both kick on. Um, so I think they'll they'll always be sort of good at the bottom end. Um, Michael Palmtoff's obviously started the season on fire, winning a, a meeting which you know for all intents and purposes really had no right winning at, uh, at Bellevue um, last week in the Peter Craven Memorial. So and and Hans Anderson again, similar to a Chris Harris situation. He's worth an extra few points in the, just in the pits from his experience. So, um, yeah, I've got them down in fifth. Uh, in fourth, I've gone for Redcar. Um, I think, again, it's a solid team all the way down. And, and again, they've got two riders at reserve in Jenkins and Edwards that are going to be uh, uh, look like they're going to be very good in the National League. Um, if they can bring some of that form into the championship, they're, they're going to have a decent, a decent reserve pairing. In Charles Wright, Eric Riss and, and Lewis Kerr, that's, it's, it's a, that's a quality top three. Um, in the championship, so I, I think they'll they'll go well. I think they'll be an entertaining side. Um, from what I've heard of Casper Anderson, I've never seen him race, but, but from what I've heard, again another entertaining rider to watch and, and, and should, should should have a good season, banging in some points. So um, I've got Red Car in fourth. Uh, in third, I've gone for Paul. Um, it's they've got I think in terms of the in terms of their top three it's probably the best top three in the league but I think there's a lot of question marks over um, the two cooks in the middle of the order um, I think Drew Kemp will be good at reserve um, but I think there's question marks over over Ben Cook and Zach Cook and then again maybe uh, on Nathan Ablett at reserve so I think they're definitely that top three are going to drag them through meetings and I think they're, they're more than capable of being in the top top you know top three or four so um it was there was part of me I think previously when we were on a previous episode I think I think I said Paul we're going to win the league. Um, having had a rethink and, and looking at the other teams, I'm not so sure they'll quite get there. But again, they're, they're not they're not against making changes mid season. So um, if they if they do make a change, it's, it's always going to improve and they always find a way of fitting in a a good rider on a, on an average that looks slightly suspicious. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to stick Paul in third, um, and then in second, I've gone for Glasgow. Um, on a similar reasons behind why I've gone for Paul uh, in, in the top three, because they're not against making changes. But uh, again, with with Craig Cook and Ulrich Ostergaard as their as their top two, it's as good as anyone else's in the league. And then I think Tom Brennan on a five point eight eight, 
it's is a is a bargain of a signing. Um, I think he can really improve on that this season, and, ho- and hopefully he, he kicks on. Um, especially obviously in uh, in Glasgow's team, and and then in the Premiership when we talk about that soon. So, um, in terms of their reserves and bottom end, I think Brock Nickel looked pretty solid last season. Even even at reserve for Wolverhampton, he looked he looked reasonably solid. Um, and then with Human Bailey at reserve, they should have a decent reserve pairing as well. So I've got them in second, but I think they'll just miss out to what looks to be everyone else's favourite in Leicester. It's just, it doesn't look like there's a weak link in Leicester. Um, they've got a quality top three, the middle order in Dan Thompson and Connor Mountain looks very good. And then at reserve, you've got Anders Rowe and Joe Thompson, who could make an absolute mockery of their you know, just about three and a half averages. So I think... Um, I think Leicester, as, as you guys have rightly pointed out, I think they'll be unbeaten at home, and I think they'll take some stopping away from home as well. I think all their riders can, can ride all sorts of different tracks. I don't think there's any... Um, it just doesn't look like there's a weak point in any of their in any of their team. So um, I've got Leicester to win the championship. Cheers uh, for that then, Rob. Um, it puts me under quite a lot of pressure now because I've got three of you tipping Leicester to win the league and James with Leicester as his team to watch. So um, we'll see how mine goes. So my six... <laughs> Uh, six to one. Um, I've got Plymouth in six. Um, again, a lot has been mentioned by you guys about the makeup of their team, and to have Hans Anderson, Michael Palm Toft, and Ben Barker as a top three is is probably as good as it gets in the championship. Um, you've got Botel, Jilks. Um, who am I missing? Atkins. That's the one. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Henry. Um, you've got them three towards the lower end, but you, again, you've got three riders who are capable of being top of in the higher echelons of the, the National Development League. And then you've got that one space to fill uh, who we don't know at the moment, but I just feel that those those the experience that those three can bring the bottom end will be vital. Again, Plymouth being a very tricky track um, it will give them some, a certain amount of home advantage, so I can see them just scraping in into that playoff position. Um, in fifth, I've gone for Glasgow. Um, we know what, what, what certain riders are like. Um, Cook, Ostergaard. Again, as you said, Rob Brennan on a 5.8 average is an absolute steal for me. Um, he'll, he'll provide great backup. And with Brock Nickel as well, um, very steady rider for Wolves in the Premiership last year. Uh, and I, I think it's unlucky that he's not found himself a position in the league this year, unless there was reasons behind him not getting one. But um, Benjamin Basso's a bit of a, uh, I wouldn't say he's not unknown. Um, spent last sale end of last season at Paul, has made the switch to Glasgow. Yeah, I do find him a little bit erratic at times. Um, I'm not convinced by him. Um, but as again, as Ryan has said, with Hume and Bailey at reserve, they've got. Real backup, and if Basso is struggling at any point, he could find himself down at reserve. So, a strong order there uh, with Craig Cook obviously leading the side. Um, I can see them just nudging themselves into fifth place. Uh, fourth place, I've gone for Berwick though. Um, I find the Berwick Berwick are a very strange team. They never they never seem to be in and around this sort of position in the playoffs. But the fact for me, they've got they've got Harrison Wells at the top. Um, very, very experienced riders. They, they've been there and they've done it before. You've got an exciting rider then in Leon Flint backing him up, who had an excellent season last year, and I, I think he's going to do big things even at Wolverhampton this year. Theo Piper, again, him and Proctor 
wealth of experience. Um, can they perform to the level needed? I think they probably can, especially when you've got Jai Etheridge breathing down your neck um, at reserve as well. So anyone, I mean, I'd go, I'd agree that any any two of five could be at reserve for them next season. And then you've got Bickley at the bottom. Um, he's been given a second year. So I think um, that will see Berwick into fourth. I've gone for Red Car in third. Um, again, we've, we've all mentioned it before. You've got Wright, you've got Riss, you've got Lewis Kerr as your top three. Solid, probably home and away. Casper um, Anderson and Adam Royan towards the tail of that top five. Again, this is probably why I've got them down in third rather than any higher is because there may be riders who can beat them on their day, home and away. But I expect them to be very strong at home, especially with Jenkins and Edwards at reserve. Um, and it's exciting to see two British talents like that in a reserve team together. Um, just like we've got uh, Paul, you've got Kemp and Ablett together as well. Um, so it'd be decent to see how that starts off there. Um, number two, I have gone for Leicester. Um, no, I'm not going to change my mind. Um, Leicester, <laughs> it is a really powerful top three, and we saw that in evidence last week. We've got Morris, Worrell, and Howarth. Um, Dan, uh, Joe Thompson at reserve had an excellent performance to get double feet at paid maximum as well. Um, Connor Mountain and Dan Thompson back up. I think they're strong as well, but I think there's, there's capabilities, um, and, and I'd like to add that, I think they'll go this season unbeaten at home as well. But there are capabilities or vulnerabilities, I might add, in that lower order. Um, and I think away from home, they may get caught out at times at certain places, especially at teams that I think could go the season unbeaten at home. And I include Paul, I include Redcar. Um, I think to a certain extent, Glasgow could do it as well. So the, the only reason Leicester aren't at the top is because I think there are vulnerabilities in that team. Um, and for me, and it's very hard for me to say this, is I've gone for Paul as champions again. Um, for me, that top three of Worrell, King and Lawson is capable of getting a lion's share of a point to win meetings. But Paul, I will put my reputation, which isn't very big, but I'll put my reputation on the line now and say that Paul will not lose at home this season. Um, I'll be very surprised if, if some... If, if they get lower than 50 on many occasions, to be honest. I, I just think with them top three, you're capable of getting to within 10 points of, of the magical 46. And I think with Drew Kemp at reserve as well, and even Ben Cook, Ben Cook was, I thought he was excellent at pool last year and showed real signs that he was coming along. And I think you can afford for, I mean, even if one of the top three has an off night, as long as two of the other four have a decent night, I think they've got enough in them. Um, to win most of their meetings. Kemp and Ablett at reserve, I think they'll be a real partnership. And even if Kemp gets going, Zach Cook could end up at reserve and then you've got someone else that could score the points. So you've got you've got options there to replace people in the team. So that's why I've gone for Paul as champions. And that completes our championship roundup. Um, some interesting predictions in there um, and we will move on to the premiership now so we'll let Ryan take a back seat and we'll we'll bring James into the equation now but um, Kane we'll come on to you first um, as it's such a small league I think we can go from six to one on this one okay uh, 
it's it's quite strange because even though we have a Bellevue and an Edinburgh fan, uh, I've put both of them in the bottom two. So, but Bellevue and last. Sorry, James, but it is what it is. I just think blood, Death blood out. on, huh? Death out. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll see you next episode, guys. It could have been it could have been worse, so I'm letting him off for the minute. Uh, I'll, I'll come to Kingsland. Don't worry. Um, not yet. Not yet. No, Bellevue first. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's just a bit of a weird. I know they have Alan temporarily, whether he stays or not, because we've seen Ryder sign temporarily and end up there the full season. So that's always a possibility. If they don't get that big name. Then it could be a long season for Bellevue. It's a lot of pressure on Etheridge as well at the moment, with Bloodon being a new starter and Tom Brennan at the bottom end. He's, he's not starting in the reserve berth, is he? Don't, he's, he's number two, isn't he? Jay Etheridge? Yes, he's number two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he, he doesn't have the easier races that he would have uh, the last season. And I, I just think he, he doesn't seem to get his best at Bellevue for whatever reason that is. Uh, I think they'll always have some solid reserve because Brennan is starting well. Blowdown showed signs in the one meeting he's had so far that he, he can mix it. Then you move to the top three and Frick, Kurtz and Wright. It's a good top three, but I just can't see where the backup's going to come from and I don't think it's a top three that can score really well at every track. And Having uh, Bellevue as a home track, it doesn't guarantee much advantage either because a lot of people like to ride it. It's quite an even place. So that that's why I put them at the bottom. Fifth place is Wolverhampton. Yeah, yeah. Kings are not there yet. Yes, we're in the playoffs. <laughs> not for long, but yeah. So that's a bold statement. Possibly. Very, very bold. We're in the playoffs. Anyway. It's just a team that it, they've got Masters and Douglas to some extent, but after that, it's it's not a very strong side, I think. It, there's capabilities in it, because Waller started well against Bellevue, not Bellevue, Birmingham, uh, and having the championship again, he's going to be racing quite a lot, so he's always going to be fit to ride. Always race ready, and then it's Luke Becker didn't have a good start to the season. But as I've said before, the season isn't one on one night, but it could be a possible worry there. And Nick Morris as well is somewhat been a just slightly disappointing in the Premiership. You know, I think we always thought he would have been a bit better than what he has so far. It doesn't mean he's not going to be better, but it, I just think he's sort of leveled out a bit now. He's, he's lost a lot of the potential because you know as with age you know you, you do reach your, your peak but he's still he's I'm not saying he's like too old but yeah he's just I think we've, we've seen the best of Nick Morris now and at the bottom end with Drew Kemp and Leon Flint two riders to the future you, you need them to really kick on to score well and effectively get a at least a four-two in heat two, especially at home, and beat the opposing reserves as well. But when you look at the opposing reserves, there's a lot of. It's no easy heat twos basically. 
uh, a lot of experience in the other sides with like Stefan Nielsen, Richie Worrell, even if you know Peter could have someone down at reserve again like Scott Nichols or an Ostergaard. So it, I just think that there's like a bit of experience down there and might just fall short. But if they do make the playoffs, it also wouldn't be too surprising because my fourth place team, Kings Lane, they, they don't have the out-and-out hitters that Wolverhampton do with the likes of uh, Douglas and Masters. It, they will start with Everson, but we know he's not going to be there for the full season. Kilderman, if he does come back, you know he's he won't have started the season. He won't be as as race ready as the, the other teams will be. Starting call, he is injured at the moment. That's if he comes back. You never know. So whoever the end up getting his replacement, Kilderman, he's not going to started the season. So he's going in cold effectively. But I would say Richard Lawson will be their number one, or I have another number one's performance like last year. Pickering bags of potential in his first season. Uh, a move to Kingsley, I think, was a bit of a surprise, but I thought he'd have been there by now, you know, years ago. But he's there now. I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll take it with both hands and make the most of his opportunity. It Jorgensen and Kerr, um, very up and down. You know, they they can score well, but they they are prone to have maybe the odd bad meeting here and there. But you know, with a, such a solid team. If it, if one of them is having an off night, you know it might not be an issue for everyone else who's chipping in. So the pressure on them isn't there as it was last season or the, a few seasons ago with a, a weaker team. And then you go to Rich Wall, who I don't think many people expected to beat Kingsland this year. But you know, starting reserve on the five point three seven, it's it says a lot in the strength that the team has. And Jack Thomas as well had a, a really exciting season last year. Again, have another one, and even number eight, Jake Mulford. Um, I know we probably won't see him that much this year in the Premiership at all, but I was surprised he hasn't got a club in the National League or the Championship either. I think he's quite good, you know, a, a bit better than some of the riders that actually have the team spots as well. So I, I hope that rectifies itself and he he gets a place some somewhere down the line. Um, third place, it's it's the reigning champions, Peterborough. It's it just comes down to that they've got a side from last season that won the league, but I don't think they've improved it like other teams have. And the argument to that would probably be, you know, you don't need to improve a team that's won the league, but, you know, when other teams are effectively building the team to beat the one that just won the league, you sort of do. They've they've lost Bjarne Pedersen, which was guaranteed with his retirement, and they've put in Ben Basso. Uh, again, I think Basso's He's capable of putting some points on the four-point average, but it's his first season. You can't see he's going to. And then it's Anderson, Harris, Ostergaard, Nichols. You know, every year people always have the doubts that is it their last good year. So, you know, they've been around the block a few times, so they're guaranteed to score well. But, you know, there's always the question marks of if they're going to keep up the form that they had the year before. I would say Palmtoft is, I think he could easily keep number one for the entire season. He started really well at the Peter Craven, ride at Plymouth as well, with with hands. Um, you know they're gonna keep their partnership quite good, and 
yeah, but I just think the two teams above them in Ipswich and Sheffield, it's effectively it's a two horse race for the league. You could probably just say one horse race for Sheffield because a lot they don't have much weakness. Possibly the reserves, but we'll come to them afterwards because I've got Ipswich come second. Uh, Jason Doyle always going to be strong, you know. Uh, Danny King as well, he's a legend at the club, and Troy Batchelor, it's that top three there, it's one of the strongest we've seen for a while, I think. Uh, Eric Chris as well, he's made the move from Kings Lane, I think it's a good move, I think he'll have a better season than he has in the last couple of years. And then it comes down to Heaps and Stark in the bottom order. Always going to have one at reserve at the, if it stays that way, or someone better. So that is a strong way of looking at it, but as well, they've never really made that progression from the Championship to the Premiership. And I think it could be another year where they don't they don't kick on to a, a heat leader role or a second string role. It's, they might always have that, someone who does well at reserve, but when they move up, they find it a bit too hard. And then it goes to Andrew as well, a local rider at the number seven. Should score well at home and hopefully surprise teams away as well. But he showed last season he he knows his way around the tracks against anyone. And then Sheffield, it's you know, Jack Holder, Adam Ellis, Cook, Muslak and Howarth. You could say all are capable of hitting double figures at home. Whether they do every week, I don't think they will because it would be quite quite mad. Um, yeah. Jack Holder, I, he's always going to be up there to be the top rider in the league. He was absolutely flying at Bellevue. Ellis as well. I was surprised by that after his uh, performances in the Peter Craven and the Louis Kerr testimonial, but he's clearly sorted them issues out as well, riding in uh, France. You know, he's going into the season a lot more race-ready than other teams than riders will be. Cook, always a rider that you can depend on to score quite well, but his couple last couple of years he's been prone to having you know his issues with his mental health and stuff or other things. I know he has COVID at the moment, so he he's missed the start of the season. But luckily it is just the cup. I'm sure we'll be back for the league. Uh Muzlak's an interesting one coming in on a six. You know the Polish riders are always gonna do well over here. It's just the way the sport is at the moment. Um could easily had a point or two and I don't think any anyone would look over that, you know it's expected that he's going to go well. It's a really big signing for Sheffield. Howarth is ever dependable at Sheffield. He's always going to chip in away from home as well. And then Stefan Nielsen and Conor Mountain at the reserves. It's arguably the most experienced bottom two you'll have in the league. So they know what they're up against. They know what they have to do. But if that top five is firing, there's absolutely zero pressure on them to score. You know, just hold the own and you're going to be there or thereabouts. Lovely. Well, thanks for your predictions there, Kane. Um, we've not spoken to James in a while, so I think we'll come to James next uh, for his 6-1 to one and um, how he thinks the Premiership will pan out this season. So, uh, just so I'm going to note here, my 6th and 1st will change depending on whether my insider knowledge comes to fruition for this team. Um, so, I'm going to go on my predictions on the basis that it will. If it doesn't, 
the team I'm putting first, I'm going to put at six. That's just my disclaimer now. So, <laughs> the team I've currently got at six are the Wolverhampton Wolves. And the reason I've gone for this is I think at reserve, there's going to be a lot of chopping and changing between Kemp, Flint and Thompson because I feel that while they've all got a large potential, there's a lot of pressure on them to be the main reserve now. And I think that's, I think Leon will be the rider that takes on that mantle, but it's not going to be a, a consistent level you'd expect it. I don't think Sam Masters is a premiership number one, and I know he has his moments, but I feel, especially with some of the number ones in the league now compared to last season, it's going to expose him a bit more. I don't see where his backup is going to come from on a regular basis. Because I know everyone's raving about Ryan Douglas' start of the season now. But that's on the basis that he's ridden in Australia. Aussies always start the season well in the UK when they've come off the back of an Australian season. So I feel Douglas will start to calm down a bit around June when everyone's caught up laps. Um, so quite frankly, I just think Wolves are going to rely on their home advantage a lot and even that seems to have disappeared over the last five, six seasons. I, I remember what Wolves used to be a fortress where regardless of their team you couldn't touch them, whereas now away wins seem to be happening a lot there. They just don't have the, the mentality of Mon Green's hard to go to is gone. I think a lot of riders seem to enjoy going there now and it's not quite a, a lot of their teams are built on the idea of we need to be untouchable at home. They don't have that now. They're not going to have it in reserve at number one. And quite frankly, that's why they'll be six. So in fifth, we've gone for Ipswich. Um, and again, it's almost a similar reason that I think a lot of people seem to have this idea that, especially when they're in the uh, second division, Ipswich is a tough place to go. I don't think that's quite true. I think Doyle will be a good number one. And I, th- I do think Bachelor is going to be more like himself and will provide backup with King. My doubts for them is Paul Stark at reserve. I think there's a lot of reliance on Rowe coming good, which I think he will, but I think at reserve, they're still outmatched by the uh, majority of other teams. Um, so they'll be relying on Doyle and Bachelor for me, dragging them through it. I don't think Riss will be the number three Ipswich are expecting him to be. So I think Ipswich is just going to miss out. I did originally have Ipswich in fourth, but I'm moving Peterborough up based on what is currently going on in their fixture right now at Pool. So the reason I set out Peterborough is I felt that they weren't going to have strong reserves. I felt that a lot of success last year came on the idea that they had Hans Anderson. Chris Harris, Ostergaard, or Bjarni Pedersen at reserve. And I feel Basso won't be at that level. I still don't. However, I forgot about Jordan Palin. And he's just gone out right now and beaten Scott Nichols and Steve Worrell around pool. Uh, and he's had a strong start to the season with some good appearances in the Ben Fund. Uh, so I think Palin is going to be one of those riders now where, like Brennan at Bellevue, from what we've said already and what we're going to say he's going to pull away as one of the best rising stars in the league um, Palm Toff has shown already that he's not slowing down 
And while he won't be a mega number one, I think he'll be enough uh, to get support of Hans Anderson, Scott Nichols, and Chris Harris. My question mark is off the guard. He had an incredible season last year, but he also got injured, and he is of an older age. Will he sustain a seven-point average? I don't think so. Will Peter make a change? I also don't think they will, because I think there'd be a lot of fight back if Ostergaard was to go. And I know the way Peterborough build their team and Rob Lyon wants his team is the idea of team spirit. And if they start making changes, it'll disjoint that. So I think they'll get fourth on the basis that Palin will be a solid reserve and they'll have a good togetherness to grind out results. But I think come playoff time, because their riders are bubbling quicker. Third, I've gone with Kingslin. Now, the Kingslin, I think their team, if utilised correctly, should win this league. The reason I don't think they will is because their team manager, Alex Brady, is new to management in the sport. He's not a former rider, so we can't advise on riding and coaching. He hasn't managed at National League level. He's gone straight into the Premiership. And I feel with Kingsland's attitude to chopping and changing, they're not going to build the team spirit. I think Josh Pickering is going to have second season syndrome. I don't think he'll be the megastar people are expected. Of course, they're always going to have a strong reserve, especially with the way Richie Ward has started. <coughs> Excuse me, that's COVID. Especially with the way Richie Ward started. I mean, I think someone like Jorgensen or Kerr is going to drop down. When Everson goes, I don't think Kilderman's going to come back in. I just don't see that happening, and I don't know who would fill in that gap, but I'd be surprised if Kilderman does. Maybe someone like Kenneth Pierre, but I feel the way people are going to manage their team, the way things are done behind the scenes is going to prevent them. They'll have a great season, they'll have some really big wins, but when it comes to the playoffs, I don't want to say lack of professionalism, but lack of preparation, lack of winning mentality and experience is going to kick in and they'll crumble in the playoffs. Second, I've gone with the Sheffield Tigers, purely on the power of their top four. Simon Stead has already won the league with Sheffield. He's won TV, and there'll be a strong winning mentality in that team. Jack Holder, I can't imagine Holder, Ellis, Cook and Mazalak are going to accept anything less than strong performances, and while it will be interesting to see what Cook turns up, even if Cook doesn't turn up as the eight-point rider he was a few years ago before COVID, a six-point rider at number two is still a very solid thing to have. Holder's going to get better. He'll be a true number one. Will he be distracted by the Grand Prix? It's a possibility, but I feel with someone like Stead in his corner to keep him calm and maybe even Chris telling him not to get distracted. It may be a case of enjoy the Grand Prix, keep putting points in for Sheffield. Ellis, I think, will level out this season. I don't think it will be a super season, but I think a steady season. Tobias is a question mark for me in Sheffield. Are we going to get a megastar that everyone seems to, everyone seems to remember Tobias as a massive hitter at Swindon, but his average is only six. He hasn't been here for a while. I'm not quite sure how his performances have been in the continent, but I just think 
they're looking at Tobias to step up and be a true heat leader. Reserves are the question mark for me here as well. I think we're going to see Dan Thompson get a lot of rides in the number eight. I think they're going to utilize him well. Um, and that will give a kick up the backside to the other two. So Stefan and Connor Martin, I believe it is, yeah. It'll give them a kick up the backside to get going. So I think Sheffield will be second. Which means I have gone Bellevue first. But I think if Bellevue is the team they have now, they're going to finish sixth. Because there's too much pressure on Wright, Kurtz, Frick and Brennan to deliver week in, week out. And it's just not viable for riders of their age and their experience to do that. <coughs> However, if they can secure the rider that they are rumoured to have got, and it's looking like they'll have got for the league campaign after the cup matches are done, they're going to have two number ones. Kurtz and Wright will be a solid middle order. And I think Blondon at home will be excellent. I think he'll improve throughout the season. I think Brennan's in for a great year where we're going to see him really put his foot down on being GB's number one. And I think he'll have a solid season in the under-21 championship, the SGP2, especially if I'm out in Poland. I think Bellevue got strong reserves. They're going to have strong heat leaders. And even when you look at, what was it, JF Ridge, I think he did all right Monday against Sheffield. I think a lot of people expected him in the number two role to just, you know, pick up one or two points, but he got a race win and he seems to have improved his machinery. And I think he has a sort of a, a point to prove to Bellevue fans, to Bellevue management, and even to himself. So if Bellevue can secure the second number one that they're rumoured to get, they'll be untouchable. But if not, it's a long year for us. Are you at liberty to say who it is, James? <laughs> I believe, and again, this Lee not... Conklin, baby, yeah. Yes, it's Lee Conklin. I believe Matty Zagar has been lined up to come in. He is well. The, he's one of the many names we've seen. I will say that. It, I, it, I think it, half half the Speedway world has been mentioned for that last place at Bellevue, and they so. I've been mentioned for <laughs> yeah. it. There's a lot of. I mean, Sorry. I've been mentioned for Bellevue, and it's uh, not Bellevue, Birmingham, and I was gutted that didn't come through because I actually quit my job and expectations to get Birmingham. I'm now on the verge of bankruptcy. I'm having to sell myself to get through it. So thanks for this, Birmingham. You've really thanks, let me down Birmingham. here. Look what you've done. <laughs> thanks, Birmingham. Right, well, well, thanks for that, James. Some really insightful stuff in there. Um, we'll move on to you now, Rob, and your six to one. Okay, so uh, based on the team's... Um, we've got at the moment uh, in last place. I've got Bellevue. Um, on the basis of what's already been said, uh, their tail is very, very long. I think, other than Brennan, I think they're a bit. They're weak. They're, they're, they look very weak. If you take away the top three, even if if Wright has a bit, if Wright has a bad meeting, I think they look they look pretty pretty poor um, down from you know, for the rest of the the other four riders. I'm not sure if they're going to cope really. Uh, if they're going to cope too well, so I think they'll be. They'll be bottom by some distance with that team at the moment. I think it, it could be a, it could be similar to Kingsland's team. Uh, sorry, Kingsland's performance last season in the league. I think they'd be, they might might be cut adrift. Um, in fifth place, uh, they'll improve on from last year because it couldn't get a lot worse. But I've got Kingsland in fifth. Um, it's I, I don't think Kildermond is is going to ride is going to ride for Kingsland um, once Everson goes. I, it could be a case of if Bellevue do 
shift someone out to sign someone, I it could be Zagar or whoever. It could just end up being a, a rider merry-go-round, and, and Kingsley end up just signing whoever Bellevue don't want. Um, it's it, there's the you know Josh Pickering coming in as number one in the in the pre in the prem. There's a lot of pressure there. Um, I think Jorgensen might improve his average, but I'm not sure if if Kerr, Richie Warrell being at reserve is going to be a trump card at the start of the season. But if he doesn't if he doesn't hit form, um, they could be in a bit of trouble. But I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, in fourth and not going to retain their title is Peterborough. Um, I, I, yeah, every year it's the same thing with uh, it's, with the older riders at Peterborough. You have no idea if this if that season was going to be their last decent one. Um, Palm Toft, I think, will stay at number one. Um, judging by his performance at Peter, uh, the Peter Craven Memorial, anyway, he was, he was immense. Um, Palin will be good down at reserve, um, and then it's a case of, of being solid. Um, I think they win plenty of home meetings, but uh, I'm not sure if they trouble too many teams away from home. Um, I think Basso is a bit of an unknown, especially in the Prem. Um, so if he goes well, they, they'll have a good season. If he doesn't, yeah, there's a lot rides on, on, on the older riders banging in points like they did last season, but I, I just don't think they're going to have as, as good a season as they did last year. Uh, in third place, I've got Wolverhampton. Um, it, there's no superstars in that team, but there's not really any, any particularly weak riders. Everyone's everyone's capable of, of being really solid. Um, I think with Kemp and Flint, they've got one of the better reserve pairings in the league. Uh, a lot of teams have got one good reserve and then and then question marks over the other one. I think both of them are, are, are quite capable. Uh, I think Leon Flint was really good away from home last season for Wolves, but not so good at home. If he could sort his home out, his home form out, um, he could average. You know, he could put a point or two onto his, onto you know about three and a half averages on at the moment. So, and I, I still think Wolverhampton are very good at home. Even even now, I think I still think they're very very good at home. I think they've got riders that ride Wolverhampton pretty well. Um, Luke Becker, Sam Masters, Nick Morris, they all go. They're all very very good at home. So. Uh, yeah, I've got them finishing third, but I think the top two will be well clear of everyone else, and I think the playoff final will be between these two. But in second, I've gone Ipswich. Um, they've improved their team massively. Uh, having Jason Doyle in your team is, it guarantees a playoff place, in my opinion. Um, at the very least, it guarantees you a playoff place. And then uh, Danny King is, is very good backup in this league. And then I, I, I'd like to think that Bachelor will be more of the Bachelor we we knew from, from, from Swindon in 2019 rather than the, the, the sort of shadow of himself last season. I think Eric Riss moving on from Kings Lynn is a good is a good idea and I, I, trying something different with new, new scenery might be good for him because I think he I think he's capable of being a seven point rider rather than a five. So and then um, in the lower order there may be questions over Cameron Heaps which might mean that they're not going to be quite on Sheffield's level but um, I think Paul Stark and Anders Rowe again are, are going to be a, half, a, a decent reserve pairing. Um, if, if Anders Rowe can kick on a bit more from what he did last season, and uh, Stark ended the season quite well, so if he can carry that form over into the new season, I think they'll have a, they'll have a decent reserve pairing. And then I've gone for Sheffield finishing top on the pure basis. I think I don't think anyone anyone's going to be able to cope with that top five. I think that top five is is as good as you'll see. For a few years in, in Britain, I think Holder, Ellis, Cook, Mujalak, and Howarth is, is as good as you're going to get. Um, normally, when you when you go big with the top four, your number two is normally where the question marks start to come in. But I think Carl Howarth is a dependable 
scorer at, at this level. Um, he's not going to set the world alight, but he's dependable. Mujelak's um, probably more of my Swindon uh, hat on here, but uh, he, he was always a class performer for Swindon, very rarely let Swindon down. So, um, Gray Cook on a six, on a six point eight, is borderline a bargain. I think. I think he can improve that average and be and be well over a seven. And then I think Ellis is. I think Ellis is just getting better. Um, and then as long as Jack Holder can stay clear of of GPitis as such, um, I, I can't see many. I can't see anyone other than Doyle maybe sort of uh, taking top spot in the averages away from him. Down at reserve. I think Stefan Nielsen's a good sign. I think that's where Sheffield went wrong last season. They didn't really have a, a particularly... They didn't have great reserves all season. Um, but I think this this year, they've, especially with the points they've had to play with, because they've gone big with their top five. I think Nielsen and Connor Mountain, that's, that's solid enough. I think they do a job at home. I think if one of them can come good away, they'll take some beating away from home as well. So, yeah, I, I've got Sheffield to win the Prem, and I, I think they'll I think they'll be comfortably top. Um, and I think that... They'll face Ipswich in the final. Lovely. Thanks for them, Rob. Um, and there's some more interesting selections there. But um, if I just touch uh, on to you, Ryan, just briefly, who who you will see as a team to watch in the league this season and standout riders? Um, I think I very much have to sort of echo what's what's already already really been said. And and it, for Sheffield, for Sheffield. Probably the top five probably does make them favourites. Um, in terms of sort of how that goes, uh, obviously Mushlak, um w- comes in on sort of a, an average that would make him almost a second string in in, in the, the sort of the average order. But um, it, obviously, if, if if he can get sort of get firing, um, then is even the top four and then Howard just to back them up, it's still a very st- sort of strong top five. Um, around sort of the other clubs, I think sort of the the, the Raiders to sort of look out for, I, I would certainly say Douglas. Um, and I do understand sort of what James said with regards to the sort of the, the Australian sort of burnout. Um, and it's uh, obviously it's entirely up to, to, to sort of Ryan, sort of how he keeps that going on. Um, but I think if he does sort of maintain a sort of consistent sort of level throughout the season, then um, he'll certainly be someone to watch. Um, and obviously, just going just going back with sort of um, <clears throat> Edinburgh bias on, um, I can only I can only see Josh Pickering doing well in this in the the elite league. Um, sorry, the the Premiership. Um, the the more he, the more he rides for. Um, for Edinburgh, just the, the the better he gets, and I think he will do the exact same for Kings Lynn as well. Lovely. All right, cheers for that, Ryan. Um, moving on to my um, six to one then. Um, so in sixth place, I've gone for Bellevue as well. Um, along the same reasons as pretty much everyone else, I think. Um, it's it's hard to tell at the moment with with Jake Allen on that temporary contract. Um, what the what the plan is going forward after that time is Sagar kind of come in potentially and he would make them a lot stronger certainly um, and make Bellevue a real fortress. But as it stands, I, I just see. I mean, Bellevue. Are, I don't want to say that they're out of the cup already after one home defeat, but they're going to struggle um, to go to Wolverhampton and get a result, and particularly Sheffield and get a result as well. So. 
Um, but obviously the league campaign's, campaign's not started yet. Um, they've got an opportunity, but for me, as it stands, there's just some some weaknesses and inconsistencies at the moment that will see them finish bottom. Um, my number five is, um, this will shock a few people, and I, I promise you I'm not being biased, is Ipswich. Um, undoubtedly, they have um, one of, if not the best rider in the league in Jason Doyle. Um, Danny King, consistent, solid as a backup. I, I just think there's question marks over the rest of them um, based on form from last season and previous form. Bachelor, Riss, both changed clubs, had difficult, difficult seasons in the in the Premiership last year, as did Heaps. And, and, and Stark at reserve isn't such a bad thing with Anders Rowe as well, but I just think that there's too many question marks over will they be able to recapture their form and provide backup for the rest um, to be able to say that they will finish any higher. So they miss out on the playoffs for me. Fourth place, I've gone for Wolves. Um, again, I've sort of changed stance on Wolves a little bit in the last few weeks, um, a little bit based on what Ryan Douglas has been doing recently, um, Leon Flint to ex- an extent as well. Um they're going to be solid at home and they'll be tough to beat at home. I think Masters offers good value. Um, Nick Morris has started particularly well and I wasn't expecting him actually to, to start as well as he has. But with Douglas, Becker, Worrell, Kemp and Flint, I think that's a strong seven. Um, and I think they'll do OK in the end. Um, maybe not pick up many away wins, but certainly home wins, I think that they will pick up. Um, third place, I've gone for Peterborough. Um, again, I was looking at their side uh, in preparation for the Ipswich meeting this week. Um, again, it, it's just it's just a solid, solid top five. And again, with Palin at reserve as well, um, he's going well again tonight. I think he's he's currently on about five from a couple of rides. I think. Um, in fact, he's just come last in heat nine. But that's by the by. Um, he started the season well, um, and I expect them, although. I think we all expect these these riders to tail off, certainly Anderson, Harris and Nichols, but they don't seem to be tailing off. And I, I just see them uh, picking up enough as well to finish third in the league this year. Um, number two, I've gone for Kingsland, which is probably no surprise to anybody. Um, after what happened last season, I think we've, we've sort of remodelled a team here and we've got Iverson back as a number one, obviously. And then we've got, I, I just find we've got a real strong five and we're always going to have a strong reserve, whether it be Richie Worrell, Louis Kerr, Thomas Jorgensen, doesn't matter who it is. We're going to have a strong reserve. And, and Jack Thomas, um, I've not seen a great deal of him. I didn't see a great deal of him at Louis' testimonial, unfortunately, after his crash. But I did see quite a, a bit of Jake Mulford, who, who really impressed me as well. Um, Richard Lawson started the season really well. Um as for the after Iverson leaves, um, I have reservations that Peter Kilderman will be back as well. Um, so then it, a lot banks on who we bring in for Iverson, which could ruin uh, my prediction. Um, but then I finish off my top will be Sheffield, um, and it's it's pretty much the same reason as everyone else. That is a stronger top five as I think you'll see anywhere. Um, it's difficult to pick holes in any of those. If if you are going to pick holes, maybe, again, you're looking at inconsistencies in form of, of Ellis, Cook, Howarth, and maybe 
Kim Uzelak, but I just think, particularly at home, they'll be very strong, especially, I think, Mountain will fly around there. And I think he'll be one to watch this season in the Prem. But I think, overall, I just feel that that side is, is too strong for anything else that's on, on offer uh, in the league at the moment. But time will tell, because injuries will obviously play their part in the season. Um, there'll be lots of changes, I imagine. I, I think you pretty much guarantee that Bellevue and Kingsland are going to have one very early in the season anyway. I'm sure there'll be far more, more changes than that in the league. Um, but that concludes our... Um, predictions for the show this evening. I just want to obviously thank Rob and Kane, the usuals, on the show with us the evening for their predictions, and we'll be keeping a close eye on what happens there. And and just to be thank you to you, James and Ryan, as well, for joining us on the show this evening and, and casting your predictions. Um, hopefully see you around the track somewhere, and um, good luck to you, James, uh, with Kent this year. Um, thank you very much. We'll um we'll hopefully see you on track sometime soon. But as for now, thank you for joining us on the show. And uh, me, Kane and Rob will see you again next week as we review and preview some more meetings. Yes, we will. Goodbye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>